Miami has I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. What, 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 what? How could you not predict at least 10 to 13 wins for next season is all I'm saying. But Jesus again, Christ, 13 wins. I listen. You, I, know, I said, you want an opportunity to play, and the Jets are giving me an opportunity to play. I just, I'm sorry. I just remember that you compared Kiseki to Kelsey. I'm sorry. I did not. You know what? About it, I am ready to get hurt again. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome to episode 17 of the Battered Fins Fans podcast. I am your host, the Bearded Fanatic. That is my co-host, the Battered Jets fan, Danny G himself. And Danny, like Michael Scott said, I was a hurting on Christmas Day. But sir, how the hell are you? I was hurting also, man. I didn't think that when we started doing this show that we'd be both riding a simultaneous four-game losing streak going into New Year's. It's, it's worked out pretty nicely for us, I got to say. And I guess that's fair. It's fair to say that because we both had so many different outlooks on this season, right? Like uh, my biggest question at the beginning of the season was if Tua could get it together, like you heard the clip say, I think we could get. He was going to get thirteen wins. (laughs) We could get. We get to ten and thirteen wins, and you know what? Ten is still not out of the question. But and and the on the opposite side of that, you have people like Brady Quinn saying the Jets, the Jets are going to lose the first eight games of the season. Mm -hmm. Long behold, with whatever may happen this upcoming weekend, we could potentially both be eight and eight or, you know, we almost clinched the, 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 I don't say the division, but a playoff spot with a win over the Patriots and then a win over your jets in the following week. But we'll get into that here in a moment. But today, sir, today we have another huge guest to join us. We have the incredible, the sensational Stephen D from the Miami dolphins. Number one morning podcast show, Clock blockers, Stephen D. Welcome to the show. What's up, baby? What's going on, gentlemen? I appreciate y'all having me on. I'm excited to be here. Man, we're excited to have you. Like, you have to understand from a person who just started doing this podcasting with Danny, you're one of those main people. You, 305 Sports Babe, um, Big E with the Miami Dolphins show that he does as well, mm-hmm. was like, damn, man, these people really know their shit. I feel like I know my shit when it comes to Miami Dolphins. You guys were kind of like the inspiration, you know, to agree to uh, Mr. Battered Jets fan here as well, because he's the one that kind of put this brand together um, of us doing it. So thank you. And thank you to the rest of those guys who put a put a podcast together to give, give me the inspiration to go ahead and do this as well. You know, it, it's so funny that you say that. I appreciate those those kind words. I, I think for me, being in the Dolphin content community, uh, you know, my influences were were Dougley Do Wrong, uh, TD Finn's talk. Um, and um k flexen and mm-hmm. and reason too and so um all those guys shout out to all those gentlemen and you know they were all uh pioneers in the industry and and dougley and td and reason obviously have just taken it to another level and For sure you know i was sitting almost two years ago you know I, i've been with solo d in miami sports music for over a decade doing stuff with solo d shout out to solo Shout out to Solo. And, um, you know, we, we, you know, I was in the radio industry for a lot of years and, you know, he's like, dude, you got to do a podcast. You do it on the, do it on the YouTube channel. And and one day I just, I was like, well, what would I do? And I, my wife, she's like, you should have a morning show. Or actually I had a, a couple of other people that said you should do a morning show. My wife's the one who said we should name it clock blockers. And the next day I was doing clock blockers and, you know, such almost- a genius name. I, well, you know, my I, I married a genius. What can I say? Right. <laughs> Wives always have great ideas, man. That's it. If we would just listen to them, we'd be Facts. good. Facts. One hundred percent. So yeah, I started doing the morning show almost two years ago, and um, you know, I'm, I'm in my second season now, and it's it's been uh, 
it's been a roller coaster, a lot of ups, some downs. Um, just it, it, it's a grind, right? It's a grind doing this. And, you know, I, I, I usually do it Monday through Friday. Um, but you know, it's a season and some days like I, you know, I'll get up and I'll just be like, I, I just can't. I, yeah. My kids are home this week. So it was kind of rough to do the show today. I didn't do the show today, but I'll be back on there tomorrow for wiling out Wednesday. And it's tough sometimes, you know, it's a grind. And I, and I tell people that it's an everyday thing. Like if, if you're looking for immediate success, I don't think that ever happens immediately. Like you're going to have a good nucleus of people. Like I have a good nucleus of people who follow me and I have a good nucleus of people who tune into the show. Um, but if you're looking to like start doing this and then, oh, well, I'm going to have a thousand subscribers by the end of the week. No, man. Slow, slow and steady. I think wins the race for the most part, for sure. It's a marathon. It's not a race. And, and if you're not doing it for any other reason, then this is just what you want to do and you love to do it, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. I'll, I'll tell you that. Me, I love talking about the Miami Dolphins. I've been a yep. fan of them since I was a child. And, you know, um, working in the radio industry and knowing how that was kind of dying and my dream and aspect was, um, you know, always host my own radio show and work for the Dolphins. You know, I kind of was able to intertwine that because of YouTube. Thank God for YouTube, right? For and sure. having that platform and, and being able to do that. And then I get to create and I get to talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. It's great. And, you no know, censorship. Yeah, no <laughs> if I want to say F the owner, uh, Stephen Ross, bro, I'm, I'm going to tell you how I really feel, my guy. And, 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 the, and, and that's a good thing about it, because, you know, look, people will, will you know, call me a two and error. They'll call me, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm a Dolphins fan till the day that I die. But I stick to my guns. I stick to my morals. But, you know, I, I, I take it as as it comes. And, you know. Um, you know, the nickname, there's a nickname for my show called flip floppers because I flip flop, you know, sometimes on some mm. certain subject, mm. but I, I feel like if you I learn, heard that. If, you, mm. if you get new information, you're allowed to flip flop. So I agree. Um, I actually had a, uh, last Christmas, somebody buy me a listener, uh, shout out to Luke. Uh, one of my listeners bought me flip flops. And on the bottom of it, poppers. <laughs> yes, I saw those clock lockers. So yeah. that's your, I believe that's your Twitter. Uh, your it's, Twitter. My, it's my Twitter Twitter uh, screenshot or yeah. uh, uh, the picture. The logo. Yeah. yeah. And I know, I know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but you flip flopping on Tua. <sighs> don't answer that question to him. We're gonna get to Tua. You, you okay, don't, okay. don't okay. shoot ahead like that. I'll, I'll, I'll just wonder if that's part of the flip flop. That's part of the flip flop. Well, so that is a loaded question. question. We can go an hour and a half just on that. Right. No and, and I think and I feel like this is probably going to be our longest show because I feel like most of the topics that we have today are kind of like hot topics. Um, but let's start with two quick questions for you. you. You already mentioned the one the one part, and I'll get to that one as a second question. The first question is, outside of the Miami Dolphins, I guess, is your fandom as big for any of the other Florida teams or any other team in the United States? Uh, I love no, uh, there's no team I love more than the Miami Dolphins, but I love baseball more than anything. Like really Ooh. it's weird, right? Like my favorite team, my diehard, like is the Dolphins, right? Yeah. Like there's no team I love more, but if you ask me if, Hey, Steven, you want to go to uh, any one of the four major league sports? I'm going to a baseball game 10 out of 10 times, oh, shit. I'll I say nine out of 10 times because I'll go to a Dolphins game over anything, but right. I'll go see the Pittsburgh Pirates play the Cincinnati Reds. Like I love baseball. That's all why baseball. So, um, you know, uh, I love baseball, and I, I live up here in the Baltimore area, uh, north of Baltimore. And so, you know, I, I I root for the Orioles, 
And uh, let me tell That's you, I root, for some, I root for some bad teams, okay? <laughs> so, so you are a battered fan, sir. No doubt. No doubt, man. Um, I am definitely a battered fan, bruised and um, PTSD, whatever you want to call it. That is me. And so, yeah, I, I, I like the Orioles, and um, I'm a LeBron fan, too, you know? Ooh. So oh, I, like, mm. I like LeBron too. But Manny's a hater, but mm. I love LeBron also. Mm. They're out here. They're out here, cuz. You gotta scope them out and be like, what's once, up? Once you find the once you find the LeBron hater, you know that they're either a Kobe like lover or, Le, or a Michael Jordan lover. That's it. Yeah. Well, well let, it's funny. Let's so shout out, shout out to Cameron 954 who runs East 32 and yeah, um is is one of the people that that uh helps me. Uh, run day-to-day stuff with the podcast network he's such a great asset to have and love him uh he's a big he's a big mj fan and so i'll get random text messages all the time you know jordan's better than lebron jordan <laughs> jordan Mitch, jordan rules i hate it i'll get it at like it. midnight I i'm like it. are you kidding me stop sending me this i love it i will tell you the reason i asked you that sports question because one of the danny finds this really depressing about me is i'm a i'm as diehard as a dolphins fan as they come but outside of that, I literally watch no other sport once my season is over. Like, there is nothing oh, else to fill. Out. You're missing yeah. out, man. There, that's there that's what no, I tell him. He, he, feel, he feels it like, a, it's like a badge of honor. It's like Dolphins or nothing else. Exactly. Like, there's so much more out there, is. though. I love, I love baseball. I can watch baseball any time of the year, including spring training. Yeah. Steven there's got nothing, one of those, too. There, there's nothing better than playoff hockey. Playoff hockey, hands down, is the best thing to watch in the world. Never been to a hockey game. Never oh been to a hockey God. game. Are you kidding Even on me? TV. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story real quick. My first ever yeah. hockey game, uh, NHL hockey game. Yeah. Because I'm a military brat, so I lived in Norfolk. I got to see the Admirals. They were there for years. They were the AHL team there for years. But um, anyways, make a long story longer. <laughs> yeah, I, my, my, I just started dating my wife. I Actually, we'd probably been dating a year or two at this point. And for my birthday one year, she got me a, uh, a ticket. Um to go to New York City, that was me and her, and she got me tickets to see uh, the New York Rangers and the Philadelphia Flyers at Madison Square Garden. Mm. Now, I'm not a fan of the Rangers or the Flyers, but I like hockey, right? And That's I've a rivalry game. And I went to Ma- and it was at Madison Square Garden, right, the mecca. So it was it was so cool, and I don't remember anything past the second period because I got drunk Blasted. like just yeah. one thing after another um but yeah it was awesome man so I, I i tell people all the time playoff hockey there's nothing better than playoff hockey i've been to the major league baseball all-star game uh i've been to nfl you know playoff games i've been to major league baseball playoff games like it, sports is great the reason i love sports i hate politics i don't even talk about politics on my show Nope. I, at least I try to keep keep it out of it. But, you know, the thing about sports for me is um, if you ever look at this clip of Justin Timberlake uh, hosting the ESPYs like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and he does this song called Why I Love Sports, and mm-hmm. it, encapsulate, it en- encapsulates. I think I'm saying that word right. Encapsulates. Encapsulates. Thank you. I, I went to school. I know words. Well, he's a teacher, <laughs> so he would be the best one to tell you if you said it right or wrong. <laughs> it encapsulates. I can't even say it, but it but it best describes how I feel as a sports fan and why I love sports. And we have to look that up. You know, it it doesn't matter how bad of a day you've had. You can have the worst day in the world. You can be going through so much shit in your life, and um, you turn on a game for three hours and you get to ignore it. You know, and. And not, not not to go too too long on this, but I, I I'm the same on the same boat as you because I watch all five major sports because I also watch the MLS, 
and I have a team in every that's, league. That's not real. Just so you know, that that's where European it, players it, it, come to just get a paycheck at the end of just, their career. Just so you know, you know, MLS has already surpassed the NHL, and it is soon chasing down MLB. But that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> that's a discussion for another day. One day, I'm definitely down to talk about I, it. I am 100%. I got the attendance numbers and everything because I have this argument with people all the time. But um, so I have five teams that I follow. I am constantly connected. Inter-Miami. And Inter-Miami. Inter-Miami. Correct. Inter-Miami. So I am uh, knee-deep in sports Water. all day, every day. And it's, it's just, it, man, I don't know what I would do without it, honestly, because my wife's like, how do you just do that all day? I'm like, I don't know what the hell you do to entertain yourself all day. Like, I, I'm, I have constant news popping up in my life every day. Married I have to five my beautiful, teams. wonderful wife. I have two wonderful kids. As do and I. I have sports, and that's yep. the best, you know. And and that's all I need, you know. I'm life is good. I don't need nothing else. Well, I, I I appreciate the fact that you brought up that Justin Timberlake song that you know you're able to escape for three hours. But yeah, I think that was a perfect segue to talk about the depressing Christmas day that was. Um, like, like I like I told you, not I, an escape that day for my right. family or me. <laughs> I, I, there are so many things that we're going to talk about this particular game, but. Like I said, right as we were offline, when you posted that, I guess if you want to call it a reaction video, right after the game, I it was a side of you that I hadn't seen this season because we have lost this season. We've lost to other teams this season. But I felt like you were just a little bit more deflated, if that's the right word to use. Because when I saw that video, I'm like, fuck, this, is, this, is, this doesn't strike me as Stephen D. You're not a like an uber... <laughs> Well, Possum, um, pessimistic person ever, right? Optimistic. You're optimistic, right. and I felt like for the first time I was watching your video. By no means am I comparing you to Smoke by any means, but usually his reaction videos are like they're epic, right? And then when I saw yours, I'm like, "Fuck, this is a side of him that I haven't seen." So I guess before we get into these three topics regarding this game, I guess just tell me what was running through your mind immediately right after that, right after that loss. I mean, look, look, you know, Manny, I'm a Dolphins fan, right? And and you know, you talk about being a battered Fins fan. Mm-hmm. I'm battered. I'm bruised. Mm-hmm. Say it. I'm, 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 and, and I'm sick of the mediocrity that is the Miami Dolphin. That's been that way since I was a child, man, since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, I love my football team. I'm never not going to stop rooting for them. I will, you know, be a Dolphins fan to the day that I die. But I have every right to be pissed off at Say the it. team, at the ownership, at players, at Tua, at, at everybody. I have I have a right to be pissed. I paid my hard-earned money. I traveled to a lot of the games. I alienate my family because I put the Dolphins first a lot. Um, and I don't even play for them, okay? So, look, or and I don't work for them. So, yeah. I was pissed, man. I was in a place where I feel... Um, how do I want to put this, Manny? Every year we're, we're kind of at we're in this boat of what do we need to do to get oh, the playoffs? Man. Well, we're, yeah. sitting, we're sitting at eight and three. We're leading the AFC East. I'm like, this is it. We finally have turned a corner, right? And we're gonna show them in this three game road trip that we're gonna just we're gonna do the damn thing. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna show the haters and the rest of the NFL that the Dolphins are for real. Mm-hmm. And four weeks later, here we are. At eight and seven. I feel like you need the Dave Chappelle gift. Ha! Got him. Got him. (laughs) Psych. I'm Rick James, bitch. Like, like, like everything, man. It's it's it it's so tough to be a Dolphins fan. And what's even 
tougher is the heartbreak that that comes along with that. And you know, look, we should have had the LA game. We, you know, we we were right there with it. Nine minutes left in Buffalo. Yep. And you know, we had we had you know really we were right there with, with the 49ers as well. One of the best. Yeah, yeah, there, we were right we were, there. Yep. So, um. You know, the Green Bay game, I, w- I was ready. I unwrapped presents that morning. I was yeah. with my family. I was in a good yeah. mood. I was excited. The Dolphins, 1 o'clock, only game in town in the world. I'm, and I'm, I'm ready and to, just, to just not come out in that second half and just play the – you're right. Deflate is probably a very good word. I was deflated. Right. I was hurt. I was pissed. I was sad. I was angry. There's no other way to put it than that. And and I blame Tua, and I blame McDaniel, and I blame Stephen Ross. And I just – I don't I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer for why the Dolphins continuously on a year-in, year-out basis do this to us. And everybody's like, they're not doing it to you. Screw that. I'm a fan. Of course they're doing it to me. So they can't seem to put a winning product on the field to save their lives. And – you know, we're back in the same boat again. Now we control our own destiny next week, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But, yeah. you know, do I want to get killed 50 to, you know, do I want to see another 62 to seven? Hell no, I don't want to see another 62 to seven. So, what did I, what did I say yesterday on, on yesterday's Jet show? Yeah, but it's, look, we were comparing the Dolphins and the Jets situation yesterday on the Battered Jets fan show. And mm-hmm. um, I, we're in different situations because I don't care if I get rocked 100 to three. In the wild card round, we haven't been in the playoffs for 12 years. I need that drought to end. You guys were there just a couple of years ago, so I get it. You, I was at that game too. Negative, negative 11 degrees at kickoff in Pittsburgh. Oh, cold. yeah, you were there. Yeah, I know my cousin game. was there also. Yeah, with Matt Moore, oh, yeah. Solo, solo, myself, Ali, who's the hype band with Solo and Ali's family. Uh, we got to rent a car from Baltimore and we drove to Pittsburgh. It was like what eight hours, something like that. And we get in there and we ended up going to the game. We end up scalping tickets 30 minutes before the game for 50 bucks a pop to sit 11 rows from the field. It was amazing. You know what the Pittsburgh person who sold us the ticket said? Hmm. I'm like, why are these so cheap? Because Steeler fans don't care about the wild card round. (laughs) What? (laughs) I was just so happy to be here. Now, after the first quarter, when we were losing 21 to nothing, I no longer felt that way and was freezing my balls off. Now, with that being said, my question to you, Daniel, I, I'm going re- to ask you a question. Sure. Would you rather lose a close game, a heartbreaker, or would you rather get blown out? You know, uh, I've had this discussion with a lot of people in the past. Um, a heartbreaker. Because it makes me – if in the NFL – a heartbreaker because it makes me feel like we're almost there. When you get blown out, you're like, we don't even belong on the same field as this other team. But again, I guess it all a circumstance. And because- you know what? I'll say that's the difference between a Jets fan and a Dolphins fan, Daniel, because we, I, I, I want to say for like a 10-year stretch in the NFL up until a few years ago, like I, 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 we probably still are. There's no reason to think that we're not. For 10-year stretch, the Dolphins were the one, number one team, along with the Cleveland Browns, believe it or not, which was funny, of losing uh, losing games by one possession or less. And we mm-hmm. le- uh, and we had the most amount of games that we lost by one possession or, le- uh, or less in a 10-year stretch. And so I look at that, and I'm like, you know, I-, I would rather get blown out because when your team, when you're losing – 42 to t- 52 to 10, which by the way, I was at that game too, week one, Ravens, Dolphins. You just know your team sucks, right? You're mm-hmm. just like, it's whatever. 
Like we suck. We know right. we suck, right? When you lose a close game, you're right. You're like, oh man, we're almost there. But you do that enough times, Jet uh, Daniel, you start being a battered Dolphins fan, and you're like, yeah. I, can't <laughs> I, I, I get it. I get it. But for example, for example, and again, I don't want to get too far into the Jets because it's a Dolphins show. But <laughs> yeah. for example, last year the Patriots beat the Jets fifty-one to like three. This year they beat us ten to three. I much rather the ten to three loss than the fifty-one to three loss because that shit was embarrassing as hell. Like the ten to three loss, I'm like, damn, if Mike might would have been but playing, we, three, we you, that know, game. you know you're good enough to win, right? You, right. You make one or two differences, right? You and that's why I rather at, lose a heartbreaker. Uh, remember, I'm I'm 34 years old, right? And so mm. the Dolphins over a 10 year stretch were the number one team in the NFL, losing by one possession or less. You do that enough times over a long period of time, you're like, I can't take this shit no more. Like, this is ridiculous. But you know what? And, and and to get to that point, you were just talking about how, as a Dolphin fan, you feel battered because it's always the same mediocrity. Yeah. But if you think about it, in the NFL, two-thirds of the, of the fan base, fan bases, feel that way, like, every year. Over the last 25 years, I want to say it's been only 12 champions. It's been the Patriots, the, the Steelers, the Broncos, the Packers, uh, it's a couple other teams. But I think it's about been about 12 champions over the last 25 years. Yeah. If you, if you think about that, yeah, I mean, look, of the league that hasn't won. One third of the league obviously plays in, plays in the sun more than the other two thirds of the league does. But you look at the other two thirds of the league and you got to say, well, your Cleveland, your Detroit's, your Jacksonville's, your your Houston's like, I mean, they have diehard fans. I'm not dismissing yes, anything of them, but, you know, I, look, I just feel like and I'm biased. I can admit that Dolphins fans, we are a different breed, man, because unlike most cities around the world, uh, around the country on a Sunday afternoon, that's all there is to do is go to that football game in Miami. There's a million other things to do on a Sunday afternoon rather than bake in that heat and watch the Dolphins be mediocre. Yeah, so yeah. most of the Dolphins fans that I have interacted with live outside of the Miami area. You go to New York, you're meeting Jets and Dolphins fans or Jets and Giant fans. You go to Houston, you're you're going to have Texans fans as well as Dallas fans. You go to Dallas, you you go to Miami, you're going to see everything there. And, yeah. and, and, and so I feel like Dolphins fans are just a little bit more unique than most of your fan bases. For sure. And I also, I'm biased, and I'll say that most Dolphins fans are a lot more diehard than your average fans across the NFL. That's just my opinion of it. You know, and it's biased, and I can admit that. Yeah, so, and, and as, as far as mediocrity go, I, the only reason I'll give you the benefit of the doubt for the Dolphins is because you guys haven't won, won a playoff game in like 20, was it like 22 20 plus years? years? 20 plus years, sir. Oh, and, oh, and, and that's rough. 2001, I think it is. Because over that time span, I think just about every other team has won at least one or two playoff games. Detroit is the only team that hasn't won. So yeah. imagine that. Even the fucking Jaguars were in the AFC Championship game not too long ago. They were. So. Well, I, the, Jets, I want the Jets were in two AFC Championship games with Mr. Butt Fumble himself. I mean, there you go. Now. Mm -hmm. But but let's talk about something that I feel like was one of the been one of the biggest talking points that Danny has literally shitted on all season has been our defense, Steven. Mm -hmm. And I've, I, I per personally felt and I dropped my two cents here before we go to Danny, who loves talking shit about our defense, is the fact that I personally felt even though Aaron Rodgers is going to look like Aaron Rodgers, I felt like if we made uh, Justin Herbert look really good and we make Brock Purdy look really good and we made Justin Fields look pretty good. How the hell was A-Rod not going to look good against us? And I felt like we did enough, as you, as our defense usually does, to keep us within the game. 
Um, I, I, I have an affinity for this Dolphins defense that I feel like a, a lot of other people don't. I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, we're underperforming. We, we should be much better. I, and I agree. We should be much better. I think when Emmanuel Ogba and it was Jalen Phillips, you felt like after what they did last season, well, shit, it's going to be that much better this year. And it hasn't been that way. But when picking up Bradley Chubb and getting Van Ginkle back to full health and having Jalen Phillips, I feel, I feel like we're definitely underperforming at the sack level. I feel like we're pressuring the quarterbacks enough, but not well enough. But still, our our defense keeps us in every single game, and this is how I felt about the Packers game. How about you, Danny? Um, well, I told you that your defense at home is a completely different beast than it is on the road. I told you that if you guys were going to make the playoffs, if you had any hope of winning a pl- road road playoff, uh, I'm sorry, a playoff game, it would have to be a home playoff game because I, I'm not sure what the difference is. And maybe Stephen can help me out here because I've been asking every guest on here. Do you have any idea what the difference is between the home and away defense? Because it's a completely different team. And it makes uh, absolutely no sense. So to answer your question, Daniel, no, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> but I'll, what I'll say to it is uh, I, I'm going to take the long about way to kind of answer your question or, sure. or your questions of how you feel about it. When the season started, Mike McDaniel came on. And, um, you know, my opinion of McDaniel is he was given the role for one reason or one reason only, and that's to accelerate to a tongue of Iloa's career. And we was pretty much told you'd take this job, the defense that's intact, because it's it's it was decent, it was good, is going to stay there. If you want to make a personnel change as far as coaching, all right, maybe we'll help you out, a.k.a. Patrick Sertan, a.k.a. Sam Madison, come through the door, which are great, right? Yeah. Um, For many different reasons, us being Dolphins fans, and also Sam Madison already had a history of being um, a really good secondary coach with the Kansas City Chiefs for the last four or five years. Facts. But I said, you know, they got rid of Gerald Alexander, who was a hot commodity on on defensive coaching staffs. And I was like, well, there's something to be said. And then obviously Flores, that whole situation. I said, look, I said, we're going to we're going to have a true understanding of who the the real deal was with the Flores era when it comes to the defensive side, because they basically told McDaniel, you're going to take this job under the pretense that you're not running the defense. And if you look on the sidelines this year in games, there have been plenty of opportunity. There was there was a really good viral clip of McDaniel saying, "You need to fix this shit. You need to fix this shit, right?" And that told me everything I needed to know that McDaniel has nothing to do with the defense. He's doing none. the Adam Gase, absolutely none whatsoever. My hope is, no matter what the outcome of the season is, if they decide yeah. to stick with McDaniel, and by the way, it will be a question. It's not a you guarantee. think so. A 100%. Oh, wow. Okay. Especially if we don't win a playoff game. Oh, I'd okay. like to get into that Mike McDaniel okay. program. Yeah, if we yeah. don't win a playoff game. I'll add right? it. I'll add it as one of the topics. I'll I'll say that that when it comes to the secondary, like Boyer's gone no matter what. Boyer's out the door. And McDaniel will get a real chance if he is retained to bring on who he ever wants to bring on as the secondary coach or as the, as the defensive coordinator. Yeah. I'm very interested in see how that works because the person I wanted to bring in was I wanted a second time head coach. I didn't want a first time head coach. Mm -hmm. We've had seven straight coaches, all first time head coaches, by the way. Let's see if we have the same guy in mind. Go for it. Right. And, and, and I said, I wanted somebody that, that knew the mistakes they'll learn from their prior mistakes and some, I didn't care if it was offense or defense oriented mine. I just wanted whoever was going to come in to bring a a high-end defensive coordinator, right? That's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And 
whether it was Vic Fangio, whether it was, it didn't matter. Didn't, didn't care who was running the defense. I just wanted somebody who knew how to lead a coaching staff, which I think where Flores' big thing was, right? He he didn't know how to work well with others. You know, there's a whole, we can get into that whole conversation. Right, right. But long story short, I will say that I don't have an answer on why the defense has been as bad as it is or as roller coaster it's been. You go what about Xavier Howell? He's been ass all year also. We'll say that again. Xavier Howard has been ass all year also. Dude, yeah. I'm X-Man all day, right? But he's, but and, he's, but he's been bad this year. He has. I, 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 I thought he was. I, I didn't know it was coming, coming into this year, year, but I knew it was coming eventually. Yeah. yeah. Dude, he's, he's, he's about to be in his mid-30s. He's had four or five straight amazing years of playing in the NFL. Preacher. There's got to be a drop-off. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, but way, I didn't think it was going to be this drastic. Out there. Look what he's had to do, though. He's had to pretty much be the only guy there. Look at all yeah, the Byron Jones is, is out, yeah. It's not even Byron, you know, Trill Williams was out. You know, yep. there, there's a million injuries that have happened in the secondary this year. He's Nick had Needham. to overcome all of that and yep. play. I, look, has he played where I wanted him to play? No. no Do we, I think he's going to be back here next year? Probably not. But I also am going to give him credit and be like, damn, you had to hold this up. And I think he did a decent job to a certain extent. You know, um, trying to be a leader in the clubhouse, trying to lead these young players, Cater Kahu, who's been outstanding. Yeah, I, I really like that. You know, well, let, let's talk about another fun topic that Danny's been talking about. Is Mike McDaniel loves playing Madden when he runs this team? Mm-hmm. And I, when I looked at the game yesterday, or the day before, I should say, when I see Raheem Mostert averaging five point six yards, and I see Jeff Wilson averaging four point one yards. And I see that we're within a touchdown at all points of this game. At one point, we're winning the game 20 to 13. Mm-hmm. Steven, coming to you first. I, I, I feel like coming to you right now is, is the best thing because I know what Danny's going to say. So I'm going to come to you first. When you're averaging that good yardage, and by the way, it was only eight carries for Raheem, nine carries for Jeff Wilson. Why the did we start running the ball again? Well, I mean, it was it was almost mirror shades of Tennessee. Yes. We yes. had seven carries for 51 yards in that Tennessee game last year with um I can't think of his name. Uh we we he was doing good up until halftime, and then we never gave him the ball again. Yeah. Right. Same thing on this past Sunday on Christmas. Raheem Moser, every time he touched the ball, was get was 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 cashing was was amazing. And I'm like, dude, just feed this guy the ball in the second half. And he wasn't doing it. And and that's that's where I think the inexperience of McDaniel has come back to bite us in the ass. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and blame McDaniel and say that he needs to go. Oh my God. I think it's inexperience for sure. And what my hope is, is that he brings somebody who's been an NFL head coach or a head coach somewhere period and brings them into this coaching staff that can pull him aside and say, Hey, look, you should be going with this guy or you got to, you know, I understand that the game plan was for this, but right now this guy's hot and you don't want to take. And, and so I think McDaniel reverts back to, okay, I'm going to get this person, this amount of carries and I'm going to get this person, this amount of carries. What he doesn't take into account is when somebody is hot is being like, Keep okay, the fucking ball, feeding them the ball. And he also puts a lot on Tua because he wants Tua to succeed so bad and be that guy so he can shut the haters and the negativity up. Because remember, as I stated earlier, the reason Mike McDaniel is here is for Tua Tungavailoa. 
And he put a lot on his shoulder over the last four weeks. And Tua has crumbled over that. Just straight crumbled. Yep. And so, you know, um, I, I just think it's first-year head coach making first-year rookie head coach mistakes. I'm not mad at him for him. Um, in the heat of the moment, in the game, yeah, I'm, like, pissed. Like, why, what are you doing? Run the fucking ball. I think about it afterwards. I'm like, he's a rookie head coach. What am I supposed to? Like, this is, this is what you get with a rookie head coach. He makes decisions. They will make decisions like this. Go ahead, Danny. If it was the first third of the season, the first fourth of the season, the first half of the season, what is this, week 16? This is game, what, 15? Like, rookie, I understand he's still a rookie head coach, but come on, you have to make an adjustment at some point. And, and the way the run game has been working, it, it, it's he is smart enough to recognize that it's working. I'd like Why to get away from it. I would like to, to think so also. He, he, the first, was it the first or second play of the game? It went for like 17-yard run. I was like, oh, here we go. He came out running the ball. And then the first two drives, running. The first half, he ran 11 rushes. That's By the way, that was, right, that was right on the spot on. It was a 17-yard run. Second half, seven rushes. It's not like you guys had to play catch-up. Like, you guys were in the right. game. You guys were tied up into the fourth quarter. Like, why? Why? You guys had seven I, third downs. He I passed it on every single third down. Because of the, because, I'm going to interrupt. Because of this yeah. four-game losing streak, Daniel, I don't have the answers. There's nothing that makes logical sense about any of this. From the defense being crumbled to Tua just coming since you know the bye week to just crumbling to McDaniel's action like actions that he has decided to do like it none of it makes any sense whatsoever. It's it's I, I don't have an answer for you. I, I feel but, like Danny, I think this will chip into what you were just saying. I gave him the benefit of the doubt last week when he went away from the running. I'm like, Danny, it's just you know, first year head coaches are gonna make mistakes. But then being that that game was that recent against Buffalo where he could have ran the ball more because he was running it so effectively, he should have done it again this week. I'm like, all right, in Buffalo, I didn't do this. I should bring that into this game. That if a running if running the rock is working against the Green Bay Packers because their strength is the their pass defense, let's <laughs> run the fucking rock a little bit more. And then he just got completely away from it. But go ahead, let Danny, me, finish, me, finish with that. Danny, let me, let me just throw this out to you real quick. Yeah. If the Dolphins, let's say, let's say, um, Mike McDaniel is somebody who schemes and watches a million hours of, of film, yeah. and uh, I'm sure he got the job for many reasons, but one of them being he is somebody who sticks to his guns and is very detailed in what he does. For sure. And I am sure that on some notebook pad somewhere, he said, this is what I'm going to do this year, and I'm going to stick to my guns in these areas, okay? And I, no matter what the outcome is, I'm going to make sure that for this year – I'm going to do this. Fair enough. Who am I to question that? I agree. I'd be like, if you are that fan that's that, tired of mediocrity. I get that. But I also understand. All right. We've seen draft day, right? We know of that. Course. Okay. Yeah. So what's the, the draft coach's character in there played by, uh, oh, why can't I think of his name? Dennis Leary. Who yes. Plays head coach. He says, uh, to, you know what you know what the problem with a rookie quarterback is is you got to teach him the whole playbook and you got to have these checkdowns and 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 I don't I don't have time for that I have a team now that can win I don't have time to sit with a rookie quarterback and do this yeah. same idea with a head coach right you have to be able to put that in perspective here's one of the biggest problems in the NFL is they don't allow coaches to learn how to coach Fair you enough. either you either succeed or fail and if not you're look at Nathaniel Hackett he didn't even Ooh. get a full year in Denver now. Oof. Do I think he was the right guy for that job? No, I don't. I think it was the bad choice to begin with. 
But I think if that's the bet that you're going to lay in, you might as well, you damn sure should lay it out for the entire year. And in my opinion, that's one of the biggest problems in the NFL is this carousel, this revolving door, and not allowing a head coach to have at minimum two years, if not three. And so do I like that McDaniel was the guy? Out of all the pieces, if we were going to have a rookie head coach, he was the guy I wanted to go with. He was not my first choice. No, I wanted Harbaugh or, you know, uh, some I, veteran. I, head I, coach. I, I wanted Doug Peterson, by the way. That was my somebody that was never mentioned in the coaching search. I Look wanted what he's Doug doing Peterson. in Jacksonville in his exactly. first year. So, again, you know, it's the cards that you're kind of dealt. And so sure. I am going to give as much as I am tired of the mediocrity, Daniel. Right. I'm going to give McDaniel the head the, the, benefit the, of the, the benefit of the doubt because he's a rookie head coach. Now, yeah. if next year we're in the same area again and he makes those same predicaments or choices again, then I'm going to be like, "Yo, you need to go." And, well, and again, he... let me just state for the record one more time: Yeah, if they do not win a playoff game this year, I think everything's on the table, including yeah. cleaning house with everybody. Danny, finish your thought. My thing with Mike McDaniel is. I think you can assess his rookie year, right? We, we, we don't have to fire him because he does a poor job, but I think you can assess it. And you can assess it several, in several ways. One, how he's helped to uh, you know, improve his game. He's done that to an extent, sure. right? The last couple of weeks have been rough, but he's done that. But he hasn't shown me that he can adjust. He loves to pass the rock, I mean, and, but he, he has to balance that offense. And I, I feel like I get it. It was working the first half of the year. But over the last four weeks, you had to have adjusted at some point. You were playing against the Chargers, the worst run defense in the league. How do you not run the fucking ball when you have an effective run game? Then you played against the Bills. I remember I brought it up to Manny. I think he ran the ball so effectively that first half because that was the game plan. Because he was expecting snow. Once halftime came in, he's like, you know what? This field looks pretty nice. I think I could pass the rock in the second half. Got away from the run game altogether. Yep. He adjusted, but he adjusted back to the pass. It's like if the run game works, stick with it. I don't yeah. understand why he has that issue. So I get he's a rookie, but I feel like you can assess the fact that he hasn't adjusted his game planning, even just a little bit, to maybe balance out the offense a little bit because but, he's becoming predictable. It's, it's pass, pass, pass. Every third down, he passes. Third and short, passes. It's like run the fucking ball. I know he ran it on fourth and one, Yeah, but that was it. Any other third down, he passed the ball. I think to Steven's point, Danny, I think that is going to be one of the topics that he probably did put a note down. He's like, you know what? This is going to be what I'm going to stick to this year. And then at the end of the year, he's going to go ahead and be like, all right, here's my areas. Because it's about self-reflection, right? And, and I think at the end of the year, um, at, at the end of the year, he's going to be in a position where um, he's kind of like, all right, let me self-reflect on what I did wrong, where I could improve. And I think that's going to be one of the areas of improvement that he's going to basically look at. Stephen D, that we got your back. Hold, hold up one second. Yeah, yeah. Take your time. Well, like I said, I feel like Mike McDaniel, again, if he came here to help Tua, yeah, he's done a great job of that. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like he has to adjust his coaching a little bit. And even if it's his rookie season, I think he should have been able to do that by now. That was my thing. Yep. No, I'm with you. I, and again, like we were saying, Steve, right before your 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 uh, connection timed out there, I think to your I got point that, is, I got that I got that to an internet. I'm sorry, keeps going in and out. <laughs> 
but I think I have no lie. Have the internet people coming tomorrow afternoon, so I have no idea how I'm going to do my morning show tomorrow because my internet's been jacked up for like a week. Hey, it's all fair, but we were basically saying that to your point that Mike McDaniel is going to have a self-reflection at the end of the year, regardless of what happens here in the next two games. But I think that one of those points is going to be the fact of, all right, I need to adjust better, especially during games. I think that's going to be one of the highlights that he brings up. If the Dolphins do not win a playoff game, I think everything should be on the table, including cleaning house. And I think it has to be. Yeah, 100%. And and, and, because here's the thing, McDaniel came in for one reason, and that's Tua. And and if Tua ends up not being the guy, which at the moment there's no reason to think that he is the guy moving forward in a full honesty, um, then then I think McDaniel's got to I think McDaniel needs to go too because you only brought him in for Tua. So you know I'm not saying that McDaniel should go or I, I don't know what to say about McDaniel. My my hope is that if 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 Tua's gone, then it needs to be McDaniel. What would you do if you could have any quarterback you wanted? Who would you want, you know? Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room finally because, you know, we keep we keep playing around with it, but it's time to finally go in. <sighs> I guess I'll start with this. Danny wanted to know my thoughts on it. Um, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses for him as other people are doing at that, oh, well, maybe he got concussed and he stayed in the game. Mm-hmm. I feel Tua is a big boy that if at some point – because he's the one that came to the coaching staff, uh, I guess, on Monday – and said, hey, yeah, I was feeling some kind of concussion symptoms. If that's the case, that means that you were feeling them during the game. And if you did feel them during the game, I get it. You're trying to beat team first. But, buddy, you're hurting your team because now you're not playing effective ball because you're feeling concussed, right? So I'm not going to give him excuses. I feel like he did play a good half a ball, but unfortunately you got to play a full four quarters. So when you say – the first half? I'm sorry, yeah, the first half. He played a good first half. And then – Supposedly, he got concussed, I think, leading up until uh, the second half. I don't know when it happened, but again, I'm not paying any mind to that. I don't think that has anything to do with it. If he was concussed, he should have been, he should have pulled himself from the game. Um, secondly, is Tua the guy? Steven, I know that I'm, I'm probably going to rub a lot of Tua stands the wrong way, but I, I had my reservations. I said this, this season is going to depend only and solely on Tua's shoulders and Tua's left arm. And like you said, these last four weeks, even with, um, was it two minutes and two seconds left, I tweeted out, I said, regardless of these past two picks, right now is the moment to show I belong as a starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Second possession, he throws that third pick, and ultimately there goes the game for us. Um, I do want to show you one quick clip because I think this is going to all encompass talking about Tua. And I just kind of want to know your thoughts as soon as you, as soon as you hear that, and then me and Danny will give you our thoughts as well. A Tua down for the season, period. No conversation, no discussion, no second thoughts. You got to shut him down for the season. Whether or not he ends up having a concussion based upon last game, shut him down for the season. Remember, we did not know if he had a concussion against the Buffalo Bills. But what we all knew was on Thursday with the whole world watching, He was immobilized, paralyzed, carted off the field as all of our hearts stopped. He has to be shut down for the season. Luke Keekley retired at age 28. Why? Because he had three concussions in one year. Luke Keekley, a five-time All-Pro, a seven-time Pro Bowler. You have to shut Tua down for the season because, as Dave has alluded to, you cannot take the violence out of the sport, but you can take the athlete out of the sport. 
you got to shut Tua down for the season. What the NFL cannot afford, what Tua cannot afford, what Dolphins fans cannot afford, what we as analysts cannot afford is to see a quarterback, a player, an athlete, one of the rising stars of the sport be carted off the field again, have his life put in jeopardy because he got another concussion. It is better to be safe than to be sorry. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins have already been sorry once this year with the whole world watching as Tua lay there immobilized. You cannot afford for that to happen again. I do not care if he indeed does pass the concussion protocol. If Tua himself on his own merit, went to the doctors and said, I have concussion-like symptoms. You got to shut him down for the season, and it does not need to be talked about. So, Stephen, I'm going to come back to you and just ask you, after watching that clip, after watching Tua, especially at the beginning of the season when he took the horrendous concussion hit, regardless of your of your hopes of wanting this team to be a playoff team, do you agree with, with Acho and that we do got to shut down Tua, even if – by any means, he does clear concussion protocol before Sunday or even before the Jets game. In your eyes, should we shut him down? Uh, I will ask questions back to you. Who the hell does Emmanuel Ocho, uh, Ocho think he is? Like, like, is he a doctor? Does he have a PhD on this? Here's the problem. That's go one of the big problems with this. All right, the NFL and the people that provide content for the NFL, ESPN, Fox Sports, all of them. Yeah. They're trying to save face because what they don't want to, to do is be on the wrong side of this 10 or 15 years from now and how history will look at this. Oh, we allowed these players. History already looks at the NFL with many black guys from the standpoint of how they tried to hide it and cover it up, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so we look at this whole, you know, the concussion thing, and, and here's the problem. You're talking to somebody and myself. That's had 11 concussions on record. Mm. I've had 11. Nine of them playing football. True story. In middle school and in high school. Okay? I've had 11 concussions on record. And the issue is there's not enough data. Even all the data we have, there is still so much information that we just don't know. We have no idea. The NFL because of the Tua situation in week four, had to change its concussion protocols in the middle of the year, not necessarily because it was the right thing to do, right. but because they wanted to make sure they didn't come out looking like the bad guys in this. For sure. Okay? And it hasn't and been so working, the, by the way. It hasn't. 100% has not been working. So I say to Emmanuel Acho and everybody who has an idea uh, or an opinion about this, I would say take it with a grain of salt because none of these people here have PhDs. And even the people that are doctors, are you specialized in concussions? Do you, do you have, have you looked at data research? Thousands and thousands and thousands of data pages of concussion research. And the answer is for 99.9% of people is going to be no Manny and Daniel. They're not. So I can tell you from my standpoint, from somebody yeah. who's personally had 11 concussions, right? it's nothing to be fucked with. It's a real thing. And it messes with you. And my wife swears up and down that, you know, I, I'm going to have, I already have memory issues and stuff like that and how I forget certain things. So yeah. um, it, it, it's a real thing. Does, does Tua need to think, if Tua came out and said, I retired tomorrow, would I be mad at him? No, if that's no. what he feels is important to him, so be it. But if Tua comes out and says, I want to play tomorrow, am I going to be mad at that either? No. 
it's it's to me it's between his doctor and him. And it shouldn't be the team doctor. It should be his personal doc, his physician and him. And if he says I want to play, who the hell are we to say otherwise? Unless the NFL, for a fact, knows something that we don't, which I don't think they do. Right. They're just as clueless about this as we are. Yep. Then if Tua wants to play, as long as he, uh, from the data that is known, isn't hurting himself. And, and I'm talking about clear, knowledgeable data, which I don't think exists at the moment. Correct. Um, then, then you know, I, I have no problem with him playing again, just personal opinion. Um, if, Mike McDaniel, if Mike McDaniel holds him out, even though he's been cleared, but Mike McDaniel decides to hold him out, you would be upset with Mike McDaniels? No, I wouldn't. I would not be because if Mike McDaniel – I think this is all a personal thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think Mike McDaniel, it, 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 let's say he said, you know what, Sua, I just, I don't feel comfortable with playing you. Mm-hmm. Then I think you got to respect McDaniel's way of thinking about it. For him, it's, he doesn't want that on his conscience. I agree. And would Sua be pissed? Yeah, he would. But I, I would hope that Sua at the end of the day would say, he just didn't want to see me get hurt and I have to respect that, right? But I think if it's up to Tua and Tua says he wants to play, I think that's on Tua, and I and I think we should not say all oh, the NFL, the Dolphins, fuck all that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. there's not enough data out there for this whole topic. There, we just don't know enough about this yet, and we won't for years. That's the other problem to this. Yeah. Well, Danny, drop me your two cents after you saw the video. Um, my favorite player of all time is Wayne Corbett, and he had to retire early because of concussions. Uh, because he, you know, he had fear of long term brain damage. Three concussions in one season. I don't know how. I mean, obviously, when it comes, and because we have a Dolphins show, I, I, I um, I'm more aware of two concussions. So I don't know if this is something that normally happens. Three concussions in a span of a couple months. I don't know if that's uh something that's normal for an NFL player. It sounds like it's kind of serious. So if it is three co- concussions in a in a matter of what two or three months, you know, and they decide that they don't want to play him. I mean, uh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm with you to an extent. I'm with you to an extent. If if yeah. Tua if, if Tua is clear and he says that he wants to play, I mean that's really his decision. Let him play. But I, I could understand why everybody's hesitant to do it because I feel like three concussions in a span of three months it has to be. But, bad but Daniel, play. how do you Daniel? How do you know that that three concussions? You don't know that. Like you right. assume that that's probably the case because a we haven't really talked about it as a society or as sports fans enough. Or we've never took a close eye to it to be like, holy shit, that guy's got three feet. Like, this is the first – like, I feel like it, Troy wasn't it, the, wasn't it the Bengals game? For sure it was a concussion, no? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And and so was the next game after that. Right. And then this one supposedly is a concussion protocol because – Right. Because you know? he felt symptoms. Isn't that three? It, it Yes, it is. But but to, to Daniel, to your point, like, mm-hmm. with the information that we have, I mean, there are plenty of players that said, "Oh man, I played with several concussions in, in the it. scope of a season, and the, I couldn't have played." Defensive linemen have come on and said, "I literally played every week with a concussion." I mean, they're, they're just yeah. butting heads every play yeah. because, yeah. because of the depth, the pure definition of concussion, right? Yeah. And and having said, some of them might have been mild, some of them might have been severe. Whatever the case is, we don't have enough info, Daniel. So when and and I'm and I don't mean to throw you under the bus or call you out. No, but when any when any person makes a statement of "Oh my God, three concussions sound serious," we don't know that. Yeah, we don't. 
We don't have enough data. And the only reason that people are saying that is because ESPN, Fox Sports, and every YouTube content creator is out here Shove talking about throat. who is shoving it down your throat. I, I agree to an extent, but if there's a little part of you worry about the possibility of maybe in the it's future right. find well, out it's, that it's, it's bad. Right. Of course. It's 100%. Stephen, you said that you've had at least 11, right? I've, I've had 11 on record. I have been to the hospital and diagnosed 11 times with a concussion. Me personally, I've only had it once, and I can tell you it was the worst feeling ever. And that was also playing football, just straight shot to the head. I, I I was literally out for a few for at least what felt to me a few seconds. People said I was out much longer, but you've had eleven at least on record. Nine playing football. Nine right. playing football. So let's just use you as an example right now. And you've had your ninth concussion this season. You mm-hmm. yourself, if you're put in that in that shoe, because you're a father as well. He just became mm-hmm. a father. He has to worry about himself as well. So if you're in those shoes, are you stepping back onto that field this upcoming Sunday? If that possibility is even there. I think that's a loaded question. I don't think it's yeah. a fair question. <laughs> yeah. uh, I understand why you're asking it, but uh, I'll, 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 I'll answer it for the sake of you asking it, Manny. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm like Stephen A out here, baby. Come on. Give it to me. I mean, it, it, it's it, – if Tua decides he wants to play, that's his fucking decision. I agree. And if somebody sits there and says, well, think about your child or think about your wife or think about your kids – Fuck you. Who are you to act to, to say that to somebody? Don't fucking kill like, me. Yeah, like this is I I if I wanna like if Tua decides he wants to play, yeah, and there is and and there and 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 there's nothing that says in the state like a medical with the information that is out there, right? Yeah. And yeah. says if he plays, he's gonna get further damage if he takes any shot to the head. He will have permanent brain damage, or he will have brain damage of, of some sort. For sure. Unless somebody can sit there and tell me for a fact that's going to happen. And by the way, nobody can, and they're a nope. fucking liar if they say otherwise. Yep. Then he should be allowed to play if he wants to play. I and agree. If he deci- and, and if he decides, hey, it's not worth the risk of what could happen, that's fine too. And I'm not going to be mad either way about it. Well, that, that's the point that I wanted to get to, that that right there, because I, I agree with you. I think the two people that should make a decision is he himself and his and his primary care physician. I think those should be the only two. But let's talk about the other side. Let's take concussions completely out of it. You said, and I, and, and I think I'm quoting you correctly here, you're kind of off the two of boat. Now, me personally, I said a few weeks back, right before the 49ers game, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong, you asked me if I could take Justin Herbert at that point in time or to Tonga Vailoa, I said I've officially completely jumped that ship and gone to Tua's side just because, of again, the improvement that I see, I've see i seen from him this this year. Outside of that four-game I defended the shit out of him in that 49ers game with all the throws he was missing. It was I, – I couldn't understand how accurate he, he has been all this year. And then all of a sudden, he is throwing to Jalen Waddle like he was Randy Moss and he was 6'6". He was just throwing those – airing those balls to that guy. He was missing wide open throws. So, Stephen, from that point of view, I've been a big proponent of him, and I have to state today, I, I'm still not ready to give up on him. I I feel like I still need to see him, and I don't know if I'm going to see him this upcoming Sunday, but I still need to see him again this season before I say, you know what, I, I really don't think like the Jets. I think they're in that position where they can say Zach Wilson is definitely not it. If, I don't feel like Tua is there yet. If the Dolphins with Tua, yeah, win a playoff game this year. Don't care how it is. 
if the Dolphins win a playoff game with Tua, then Tua should be and will be our, our starting quarterback next season. And I will have no problem with it. You won't get an argument from me. If the Miami Dolphins do not make the playoffs, if they don't win a playoff game, if two is not the quarterback in any of those playoff games, okay, meaning as they win and he's not there, or they whatever, he's not there. Yeah. We need to move on from him. Okay. What about you, Danny? So you're saying, let's say that this whole concussion thing doesn't let, allow him to play anymore this season. Yeah. Yep. He's got to go. Are you, are you, yeah, he's, he's got to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I from that. What about you, Danny? I don't know. I think that's kind of harsh. Fuck yeah. It's his third year, and he has yet to play a full season, and he's ending and, – and, and the reality is he probably would be ending the season on IR, whether it's official or unofficial, right. if he doesn't play anymore this year. That's three straight years where he's had multiple games each year that he hasn't played. The best ability is availability. And if your ass can't be available – I don't mind. I don't. I need a starting quarterback that can play every week. I, I agree, but I think that he was hindered his first two seasons with Brian Flores. When, I'm not when denying that. When your biggest hater is your head coach, I mean, how the fuck are you going to succeed? Like, I think that when I'm he not denying got that, you're not getting an argument from me there. Right. So at some point, he was still hurt though, wasn't he? Yes, me included. At some point this season, I was like, you know what? If, if it wasn't for Jaden Hurts, Tua might be the leading MVP at this point. As, at this point, and I understand that he went through a five-game streak of beating up on shitty-ass teams, and I was the first one calling that out on this show, but he was still doing it. There's plenty of players that are playing against these teams not putting up the numbers that Tua was putting up. Daniel. So because of that performance, I think that you don't give up on him. Maybe you bring in another veteran quarterback. Maybe I, I, love, the or third round. I love Tua as a player off the field. I love Tua as a man. I love seeing what he's done when he's been on the field I would probably say half the time this year, he has been like, just like really, there have been moments where I've been like, oh my God, I've never seen a quarterback this good post Dan Marino play this well. You're 100% right. But there's two fears, right, as a Dolphins fan. Fear number one is Ryan Tannehill 2.0. What I don't want is to wait another seven years for a starting quarterback to not I don't want that, okay? I don't want Ryan Tannehill 2.0. You do because you're a Jets fan, okay? I constantly used to tell Manny, I hope Tannehill plays just well enough to stay your starting quarterback. Yeah. Because I, I knew that he wasn't going to take you anywhere. But and he, and, he was, and, he, and he was better that he was good enough to not also not get replaced either and yeah. have them do something about and, it. And, and Tua, because of his injuries, that's going to hinder him. And because... At the moment, the man in two years, there have been moments where he has just not showed up in, in second halves of games or in certain quarters or in full games, period. He just hasn't showed up. Now, the argument, to your point, is there's the, the fourth quarter in Baltimore. There's the, the five-game win streak where he just like absolutely awesome. You're right. You're 100% right about that, Daniel, but – the best ability is availability. And if Tua Tungavailoa cannot be available for the Miami Dolphins for the rest of this year, good luck to him. You, you, I, I, I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to say, let's go out and go get Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. Uh, my hope is that I wouldn't have to tie either one of them up. Lamar would probably have to tie him up for long term, which you'd be taking a gamble with that. Here, here's, here's the three choices I hope that happens. 
Daniel. Don't you really want Lamar Jackson? Okay, here's the three choices. Choice A is probably Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady. I would go with either one of them next yeah, exactly. year. I about Tom Brady. Keep, keeping McDaniel as the head coach and keeping what we have in place and just substituting the quarterback. That would be option A. Option B, signing Lamar Jackson to a long-term deal and taking that domino and saying we're just going to have to let the cards fall where they fly and hopefully it works out or it doesn't. Option B or option C is probably my favorite because it allows for option A to happen as well as the possibility of Caleb Williams, mm. us giving up what, let's say the next two years don't work out for whatever reason, God forbid, knock on wood. Right. And Caleb Williams is available next draft. He won't be available this coming up one. He'll probably be available the one after that. Okay. It might be this one, that one upcoming. I don't know yet, but I love Caleb Williams. He's the best, but with the exception of Andrew Luck, he is the best quarterback I've ever seen in college football. So, since Andrew Luck, and I can't think of one before Andrew Luck, maybe Peyton Manning at Tennessee. Fair right? Trevor Lawrence is pretty good. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is good, but I, I, I think that Caleb Williams is freaking special. I love Caleb Williams. Love watching him play, and I think he's special. So, option A, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady next year. Actually, option A is Tua. So we make the playoffs and we win a couple of playoff games there with Tua. Go. That is actually option A. Okay, that would be my favorite. That's what I would want to happen. Option B would be Aaron Rodgers or, or Tom Brady just and just saying, all right, we're going to keep everything else the way that it is if we need to make some other small moves here and there, but that's the guy we're going with for next year. Option C would be Lamar Jackson, and option D would be you get to have option B with, with Aaron Rodgers and Brady, but – you're also preparing to bring in Caleb Williams and doing whatever you can to get Caleb Williams. How are you going to preach availability and then tell me you want Lamar Jackson? He's not not my first choice, man, personally. Like, I agree with you on that, you know? But I also can't deny that an MVP – the man won an MVP in the NFL, man. It's not like he's a scrub. That's true, but Cam, Cam Newton went to a Super Bowl as well, though, right? He, he, so he, did. he didn't win it, but he went to one. And he was, and, one season. I don't know. I, I will I tell you. No, no parts of Lamar Jackson. I'll tell you both, Stephen. I, I don't want Lamar anywhere near this team. I, I don't know what it is about him. I, actually, I do know what it is about him. I, I'm not sold on him. I'm not no, sold. Neither am I. So I would love your option A, obviously. <laughs> I love your option B, especially option B is sexy. Oof. Especially that's, that's with, sexy with Aaron Rodgers being interviewed at the end of the game, and I don't know yep. if it was a slip of the mic, him saying, oh, "No, nah, yeah, he was he, that man was serious." He's like, "Let me." He's like, "Let me come to South Beach. I'll come play here." Yeah, I, I think he was serious. I would love an Aaron Rodgers uh, hookup if Tua is definitely not the answer. But let's let's go ahead and move forward because I know we beat the bush the hell out of the bush with with Tua. Let's talk about this Patriots week, and you know what? Coming into it. Mm-hmm. We usually split with the Patriots, right? But this yep. Patriots team, I don't know about you, Steven. This Patriots team doesn't seem to be like a Bill Belichick team, especially when you go and lose to the fucking Raiders and the way you lost to the Raiders. It was amazing. Did, right. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved every second of it. But when we, I was talking on the Jets show yesterday with Danny, I was like, you know what? I, I don't feel uber confident because of who is going to be. Our, and I don't know how you feel about them. And that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop it on your lap here real quick. Teddy Two Gloves to me doesn't strike me as somebody that I feel is, and I'm going to probably get hate for this, I don't feel like he's any that much better than what Skylar Thompson is. 
I, that's just how I personally feel about Teddy Bridgewater. I agree, I, I agree with you. Okay, so I, I, I don't think that just because Teddy is going to start the game over Tua, we're like, oh, well, we have a great shot because it's Teddy. No, I, I don't feel that way. I feel like if we do win this game, it's going to be because of the mistakes the Patriots are making, and we're going to capitalize on them. But, Stephen, tell me how you feel coming into this game. Do you think with our playoff chances being uh, – they're not slim, but they're, they're there on the cusp. Do you think we have what it takes to win this game with Teddy Two Gloves at the helm? Um, do we have what it takes? Yes, of course we do. We have the personnel. We have the everything there. We it, we have it. But uh, will we show up? Will this team live up to its potential? Well, I can tell you the answer to that for the last four weeks has been no. Nope. Um, but we have two things that will be going for us this Sunday against the Patriots. Number one, it's the worst Patriots team in the last 25 plus years. Okay. Facts. Number two, it's not December anymore. Okay. It'll be January 1st. Thank God. Get December out of here. Be gone with the month of December because the Miami Dolphins, for some reason, could not win a game in the month of December. Okay. But if, if you win it in January, that's all that matters. Right. So. Um, I think those are the two things that the Dolphins have going for them. Uh, if Teddy Bridgewater decides, uh, ends up starting, um, I still think we have a legit shot. Teddy's played in cold weather games. Teddy's rested up. Um, Teddy's going to throw a couple of picks like that's guaranteed. One or two, if not more. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not predicting a win at this point. Like, like we have not shown up in a month, and we've laid eggs, bro. Uh, we've had every opportunity to win these games. And at the moment, there's nothing that shows me that they have. Do I want them to win? Of course I do. Do I think they can win? Yes, of course I do. I think they have everything they need to. I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. But for some reason, and I don't know what the answer is, they cannot put it together to save their lives. And I just, it bothers me. I, I don't know. I don't feel, right now I'm just watching. Right now I'm just letting it fall where the chips, wherever it falls it is going to be what it is. Danny, hit me with it, man. Teddy, two gloves at New England. How do you feel about it? Um, the Patriots have a decent defense. Uh, I think it's top 15 in pass defense, top 10 in rush defense. So even, I've been preaching run the ball, but this might be the game that you can't rush the ball because they have a good run defense. Yeah, and your defense, like I said, it, I don't know what happens to it on the road. It disappears. Fuck Mike our Jones defense. A, That's what I'll say. Fuck our defense. You actually think Mac Jones is going to do something against us? That's what I'm saying. Mac Jones is trash, but Mac, Mac yeah. Jones might actually put up numbers against you guys because I don't know what happens to your defense on the road. Like I said, yeah. Um, we we have we've had we've had a good couple of years in Gillette, so I'm not worried about playing in well, Gillette. Well, I mean that, not, that's for sure. No other team has had as much success against Bill Belichick as you guys have. For sure. Well, that's because we, and that's only because of law of averages. We play them twice a year, and of course, we, you know, that's it. Yeah, that's the only reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but a lot better than the Jets have. I promise you that. Um, <laughs> I unfortunately, I can't see you guys winning in New England. Uh, not with the backup quarterback. If Tua was playing, I, I think the Dolphins would win with the backup quarterback. I mean, look, I know a lot of people say Bill Belichick's overrated. Tua, Tua could right? still be playing. That's not out of the right. question yet, by the way. Right. And he hasn't been ruled out yet. No, he's not been rolled out yet. They said there's going to be uh, he can come off as early as Wednesday. He can come off as early as Wednesday. So so if Tua is playing, I think the Dolphins will win this game. Okay. if he doesn't play, I think Bill Belichick is good enough to stop a backup quarterback, Teddy Two Gloves or Tyler's 
Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson or, or what? Um, because I, even though everybody says that Bill Belichick is overrated ever since Tom Brady left, I still think he's a defensive genius. I really do believe that. And I think he'll come up with a game plan to stop him. So I, I do think that, that overrated. No, we can have this conversation overrated. I will happily have this conversation. Well, Matt Castle winning 11 games. I don't know. Hey, 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 listen, happened. that happened like. 50 years ago in the, in the Dolphins. He took, he took shitty-ass Mac Jones in the playoffs round. last year. Uh, listen, we're talking about Teddy, too. Don't start, don't start gassing I, 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 yeah, I was about to say, I know this Jets fan ain't coming up here talking trash when his starting quarterback's out here banging hot moms and, and denying all accountability for his team in press conferences. I know he's not talking. When, when the guy from Southern Florida, a.k.a. Mike White, is definitely the be- best quarterback on your roster. For sure. 100%. 100% he is. And for the record, I wasn't talking shit about Miami. I was defending okay. Bill Belichick, which I hate doing, but I do it so often because so many people attack him. I'm like, this guy is a fucking defensive I just want, genius. I just wanted to talk trash to you. That's all. And listen, oh, that's why you're, that's <laughs> Look, I, I've been very nice this episode, but I usually I, I'm a big-time shit talker. I've been, I've been yeah. on my best behavior. I've been on my best behavior. And that's that's we'll we'll I'm gonna lead into another conversation directly after this. So let's go ahead and pick this game real quick. Batter fans, fans, pick them. Danny, let's give me both. Give me both All until right. we know otherwise. If Tua if Tua plays, you guys put up 24. Mac Jones sucks. 13, 24, 13. If Tua doesn't play, I don't see your offense doing too much. I say you guys lose 13, 10. Okay, so I'm gonna pick it before you do, Stephen. I think that we do win this game, whether it's Teddy Two Gloves or. Tua Tungavailoa, um, the offensive output for us hasn't been there, regardless of where our quarterback's been over the last four weeks. Um, so I personally feel we win mo- mainly more because of their mistakes and Mac Jones making mistakes. Um, I think we win this game 23-17. Um, that, that would be my pick just for the simple reason that, again, probably our mistakes, probably a turnover. X dropped a big pick last week. That was so unlike him as oh well. Oh, my God. If he had that. Yes. Yes. So, I, I don't think that that happens to him again. I'm pretty sure he beat, he beat himself up with that as well. Um, I, I think Mac Jokes makes enough mistakes to keep us in the game, and we eventually win at the end. That's just my pick. How do you feel about it, man? I don't want to pick. <laughs> don't. I have no desire to pick. Um, Listen, you answered, the, you answered the concussion questions. Pick this game, Steven. Oh, my goodness. Um. Look, I have, I with the, I didn't think we were going to win the San Fran game. I, I did not think that. I gave us an L there. Uh, I did, uh, but I thought we were going to win in L.A. I, I thought we there. were going to, I thought we were going to win in Buffalo, and I damn sure thought we were going to win in Miami again on Sunday. Yep. So for the sake of just trying to break the dominoes, and maybe it'll just be the opposite of what I say. Fair enough. Uh, New England winning on Sunday, twenty three to twenty. Okay, I need and, you guys to win. And, and he does. He does. He I want to win, but okay. I'm and and secretly I, I I I I don't know how I feel. I'm very uneasy just about the Dolphins in general right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right, Steven, I, got, I got a quick question for you. Let's say we do lose this game. Mm-hmm. We'll move to eight and eight. The Jets are going on the road to play the Seattle Seahawks. They have a potential of being eight and eight. And mm-hmm. then the Buffalo Bills play the New England Patriots the last week of the season. And we're, we're going to think at that point 
that the Buffalo Bills are probably still playing for that number one seed. So they got something to play for, and they probably mm-hmm. mollywop the Patriots. So here's my invite to you now. I'm trying to put together – see, I've, I've always been very nice to Danny, especially when it comes to the shit-talking portion of it. It's just not in me to talk before, you know, the chicken lays the egg. It's just not my style. But I love mm-hmm. having people that will talk shit to some Jets fans. So we're going to have a, a, a multitude of Miami Dolphins slash New York Jets to finish out the season – and in the hopes that we're both playing for something, especially for that last seed, will you come on here and talk some shit on my behalf to this piece if, of if, 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 the, if the final game is for us to go to the playoffs, like the winner of the game goes to the playoffs, I will definitely come on I love and it. talk some shit to a, to a Jets fan. Hey, I was on my best behavior today. Don't get the, well, don't get the asshole out of me. J-E-T-S, suck, suck, suck. I think, the, I think the reason that you were being nice this episode was for the fact because you still need us to win this game. Like, you want it to be us versus you at the end, regardless if it's a, if it's a loss or not. Because you already said you feel pretty confident the Patriots are going to get curbs up against the Bills I do. The very last week. So, but you still need to fucking beat the Seahawks. So we could win, and then you can still take a nil, and then you're still out of the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. No, so my, Miami, the Dolphins clinch a playoff spot on Sunday with a, with Miami winning and the Jets, and the Jets, Jets losing, and the Jets losing. The Dolphins clinch a play, it clinch yeah. the seventh seed. Correct. And that would, that um, would be amazing because as a season ticket holder, I still take Danny with me to games. So just to have him sit there and watch his team lose and know that they're not playing for anything, that's going to be amazing. Oh, where, where 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 are your seats at? I am section 130 right next to the deep end, row one. Oh, stop. You, dude, you're right next to, like, I, I you know, Ali, Dolphreaky. Um, you guys are like everybody. Dolphreaky is my best friend. That's that's my girl. I, 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 I love her. I think she has been, um, you know, she'll probably tell you the same. I, I feel like she's been amazing to the helping me grow as well um, as most of the been spare fingers, 305 Sports mm-hmm. Week, Big E. Uh, even your, even your, even yourself coming on it and just showing love to somebody who, who just put it together. Um, you know, when I joined your show a couple of weeks ago, not in the aspect of joining the show, but just when when I joined it and, and you were talking about suicide awareness and this and that, I felt like that was something that people like you and people that try to spread, like you said, love and kindness, and you try to bring attention to these important matters. Those are the type of people you got to support, and and. and it was nothing to me to say, hey, you need donations to that? By all means, here it is. And it's kind of how I felt about everybody because Ali does, does does such a good job of putting shit together to help out the fan base, help out kids. Ali, Ali is literally texting me about a family and PA right now trying to raise money for this family in need. So uh, as soon as I get the details on it, I'll uh, forward you the so you can retweet it. But um, yeah. yeah, man, I, I love, I uh, you know, just to, you know, Ali and um, 305 Sports Babe Ashley. Um, it was funny. So that I came down last weekend for, or what, last weekend, the weekend before for the watch party at Vesa Storm, one of my sponsors. Um, and uh, we did a big watch party there. And Ali came with her husband, Jared, and we stayed at this Airbnb. Yeah, we had a really good time. Love Jared. Love Jared. Um, we stayed at this Airbnb and we stayed in Miami Beach and, uh, it was really, really fun, and we had breakfast the next morning, and then we watched we watched soccer and we watched football all that at day, and then in the afternoon, three hundred five sports babe came with with her uh, significant other Lou. Yep. Shout out to Lewis, love Lewis. Um, and uh, we all had a couple of drinks, and then Lewis and and Ashley, three hundred five sports babe, we went out to another bar and we drank and we had dinner, and 
I, I love them all. They're all absolutely amazing. And Spirit Fingers is awesome, and the deep end is amazing, and Gloria is awesome. Couldn't can't she? All of them, all the ladies there. Shout out to the ladies, ladies, the of super football. Fan, ladies, ladies yeah. of football. They're all amazing, and uh, love every single one of them. They're great. Well, well, you're fucking amazing, man. Listen again. I can't thank you enough for coming by, stopping by, and showing some love to the Batter Fins fans podcast. It Anytime. was. It was an honor to have you. And hopefully, like you said, we're both playing for something. And I, I was telling Danny, I have a strong feeling that if we're both playing for something, that game might get flexed. I and, and if it's for if, if it's for the seventh seed, one hundred percent, it'll get flexed. All right, man. Danny, you got anything to head us out with before we get out of here? I, I actually did, but I don't know. We ran kind of long. I don't know if I want to open up this can of worms. Ooh, you want to save it for when he comes back? <laughs> nah, I'm just kind of curious. Like, do you guys really like Mike McDaniel? As I a do. coach, I do. I don't know about Steven, but I'll answer that real quick. I do. I do. I do. Um, I have in my head of what the Dolphins need to be successful. That's a whole other conversation for another day. Yep. McDaniel would never. McDaniel would not have been the first choice as a head coach. Neither was he. Mike. Would have been the first. He would have been the first choice as an offensive coordinator. Um. You know that, I that like saying, I that like leader him. of yeah. men? He doesn't strike me of the, as that leader of men. Uh, he, I don't he, know. Like, he's doing a pretty good job. He does to me. Yes. He does to he's me. a very friendly guy when it's working. But, like, you know, I don't want Brian Flores because I feel like they went the complete extreme the other way. They did, but 100%. Like, but I want somebody who, who's going to get in the, 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 the get on the players a little bit, and Mike McDaniel doesn't strike me as that guy. I'm going to name a very a, friendly I'm, guy. I'm going to name a name for you. Go for it. Pep. Pep Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Pep Hamilton was the head coach, was the offense coordinator for the Chargers the last few years. Where's Pep now? I don't know where Pep is right now. Um, uh, but I love Pep Hamilton. He was the head coach of the DC Defenders and the XFL for a while. Um, he was the number one guy I wanted the Dolphins to go after, and he wasn't even on their radar. And he's I don't even think they interviewed him. an offensive coordinator in Houston, by the way. Yeah, love Pep Hamilton. Um, Pep Hamilton is the guy that I would want leading my team because a guy like Pep Hamilton would bring in an offensive guru, would bring in a great defensive coordinator. Um, I think your long 20, 30-year coaches that have been in the league forever and special team coordinators, uh, those are the guys that make great head coaches because – they know how to bring in certain people and 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 bring the best out of certain people in certain areas. That's what makes John Harbaugh a great head coach in Baltimore. Not because John Harbaugh is this genius, but because John Harbaugh is a leader of men, not only to the players that are under him, but to the coaching staff that is under him. Um, and I, I think that's what makes a good head coach in today's NFL. Um, my hope is that McDaniel can become that and – Maybe we'll see if the Dolphins don't make the playoffs or they don't win a playoff game. Don't be surprised if McDaniel's gone. Uh, but McDaniel will one day, whether it's with us or somebody else, he will be a good head coach somewhere one day. And, and like you said, it's been working, and and I get that. And and I'm not trying to crash. I think he's he's a funny guy, but that's how I look at him. I think he's a funny guy. Like when I look at him, I don't think like NFL head coach. I nah, think man. funny guy that gets along with his players. I, and I I kind of like that. And I know it's very old school, but I like that Bill Parcells. Oh, Bill Belichick. Like, I, I like that that coach that get, gets on the players. Mike Tomlin. 
Like, I like that kind of head coach. And again, it doesn't, it, does, it doesn't work in today's NFL unless you have a track record of being a winner. Like, Tomlin can do it because there's only three head coaches in the history of the Steelers, and he's the third, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he and he's one of the couple of Super Bowls. He has, he can be that drill sergeant when he needs to be. He can so, act any way he wants to. He can bring Greg Popovich, Greg Popovich or uh, uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, but for the most part, they don't work. Go look at Josh McDaniel's tenure in Denver. Go look at Josh McDaniel's tenure in, in Vegas right now, right? Like, it, it's not good. And, you know, that's why Belichick, that's why Belichick coaching trees don't or work out very well because they just, they don't have a great track record of being a good at coach. That, that I agree. But Sean McVay, for example, I see Sean McVay and I don't see him as the the friendly, friendly, you know, let's all get along. And I could be completely wrong on that. But I think that he's that happy medium that I'm talking about. I don't want McVay, Brian Flores, but I don't hey, want you know, like McDaniel. You, you know what McVeigh's done that uh, um, Robert Saleh has not done, and and Mike McDaniel hasn't done. He's won a Super Bowl. So who the hell are we? To qu- who the hell are you to question Sean McVeigh, Daniel? Huh? I'm huh? Not, I say I want him. <laughs> I'm saying I want him. I'm saying Mike I McVay like Sean McVeigh. Well, I want Sean. I, I want Sean McVeigh's house too. This house here's, is dope. Here's what I want. I want Stephen D to lead us out. Stephen, go ahead and present your show, man, before you get the hell out of here. Hey, Miami Sports Music Podcast Network on Miami Sports Music on YouTube. That's youtube.com forward slash Miami Sports Music. Um, every Monday through Friday, most Mondays through Friday. <laughs> internet working, uh, internet working uh, 9 a.m. to noon or 9.30 to noon or 10 a.m. to noon. In the morning time, damn it. Uh, is Clock Blockers, the number one Miami fan morning show. Make sure you follow, uh, you subscribe to the channel. We just hit 10,000 subscribers. Nice. Um, that was awesome. Okay. Took a long time to get to it, and, and it was amazing. I know you guys are, are reaching towards 1,000. So if you're watching this show for the first time because of me, please subscribe to these guys' channel. They work very, very hard. Uh, if you guys have a donation button, make sure you guys are donating to Manny and Daniel. Um, any which way you can. These guys are working hard. They're content creators, and uh, they're just out here trying to uh, make something grow into something that they love, and that is great content for everyone. And last but not least, follow me at Stephen D S K P L. Spread kindness, positivity, and love. Although I have not been spreading kindness, positivity, and love the last week because, uh, just like the great Darius Rucker said, I'm a Dolphins fan, and. I'm such a baby because the dolphins make me cry and there's nothing knocking you. Okay. I love the dolphins, but they make me cry. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at in my life right now with the dolphins. Again, man, appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. This was, thank you. This was episode 17 of the battered fins fad podcast. I am your host bearded fanatic. That is my co-host, the baddest jets fan. And that was Stephen D signing us out. Ladies and gentlemen, fins up. Yeah.